0: From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, February 7th. Skiing and horses are two things the Mountain West has no shortage of. So why not combine them? Well, there's already a sport for that. It's called ski-joring, and competitions are held across our region. A horse and rider pull a skier by a rope, like water skiing, but on snow. Sierra Hewlett, with our partners at KUER, reports on a recent competition in Heber City, Utah.
1: It is so intense. You can feel my horse's heartbeat. You can feel my heartbeat.
2: This is Shelby Moore, one-third of Team Frisky Whiskey. She's from Grantsville. This is her second year competing as a horse rider in ski drawing.
1: What I'm looking for when I'm on the track is listening for Troy.
2: Troy is the skier on the team.
1: Troy's usually yelling at me, go slower, go faster, you know. So that's what I'm really listening for, and I'm always constantly looking back when I feel him pull on me a little bit harder than normal just to make sure that he's still up.
2: Troy Houston, or T-Roy as he likes to call himself, is from Parowan and has been skiing for more than 50 years, Ski for eight. Here's what's going through his head as he's racing.
1: Hang on to the rope. Um, I just hang on. You got to be looking ahead. You got to be looking at what the horse, because you don't know what the horse is. You all of a sudden acts up or they go too fast and you really got to compensate for everything that's going on. So it's, it's a team effort.
2: But there's more. The skier also has to grab rings with one hand, shimmy them onto their arm and snatch the rope again. Sometimes there are rings for the rider too. And then there's the gates, turns and jumps. So why would anyone do this?
1: Well, it's just the rush, something new, something different. And my wife's like going, you're going on your own. If you get hurt, good luck, you know, (laughs) but I just, it's just fun.
2: The first record of an animal pulling a human on skis is from thousands of years ago in Central Asia. Equine ski joring arrived in North America in the early 1900s. The term comes from a Norwegian word meaning ski driving. Competition in Heber began in 2017. And, of course, there's the last third of Team Frisky Whiskey, Jack.
1: He is 16 hands, about 1,200 pounds. He is a dapple gray His face is kind of white, long mane and tail, big feathers on him, and and big feet. He's ready. (laughs) He keeps trying to get in on this interview. Yes, he's a a love bug. He likes the attention. (laughs) (laughs) You got anything to say about it? (laughs) He's just excited. His energy is very high. Today, he knows what's going on. He's ready to compete. It's time
2: to get Jack ready to race. and Houston straps on his skis. The horses have to accelerate super quickly while pulling a skier, and then the skier is constantly adjusting so there isn't too much slack in the rope. Moore says one of the biggest challenges for her is making sure the horse doesn't lose its footing.
1: It gets slick out there on the course, so you know, we need to slow down and make sure that they have the traction that they need. That's that's my biggest fear is if my horse falls, it's going to hurt my horse, and then me or my skiers. So.
2: There's a cowboy rural Utah energy in the sport. Some skiers wear chaps and a cowboy hat. And there are lots of funny team names like Biscuits and Groovy, Sundance Kids, and... Don't worry, my mom is a doctor. And the MC has been cracking jokes all day long.
1: I don't know what's more beautiful, your hair and your, heart, your heart. <laughs> <laughs>
2: By the end of the weekend, Team Frisky Whiskey did not place. But Houston says the sport is about more than that.
1: Everybody needs to get outside and enjoy and breathe the clean air and uh, live life to its fullest under the Blue Dome. And I'm the church of the Blue Dome.
2: Very good.
1: <laughs> yeah, amen.
2: There could be more ski joring in Utah's future if the state wins its Winter Olympic bid. Ski Jor International is working to bring the sport back to the Olympics. Yes, back. It made a single appearance as a demonstration sport in the 1928 Olympic Games. In Heber City, I'm Ciara Hewlett for KUER. That story is from our partners
0: at KUER. A group of physicians is voicing opposition to Utah's enactment of Senate Bill 16. It bans gender-affirming health care for transgender youth. Alex Gonzalez with our partners at the Public News
3: Service reports. The American Academy of Pediatrics Utah chapter says politics don't belong in the exam room or in the decision-making process between providers patients, and families. The group is concerned the new law could endanger the physical and mental health of some young Utahans. Dr. Ellie Brownstein, who heads the chapter, says transgender youth are already in a high-risk population that needs appropriate and adequate care. She fears lawmakers have diminished doctors' ability to offer it.
1: I've already heard from one family who has had up care in an outside state so that their child can get the care that they feel like they need. That's not available to everybody, so you do have a whole group that will not have that as an option.
3: The law is one of many similar measures conservative states have passed to restrict this kind of care. Brownstein explains most transgender youth go through a gradual transition. It isn't until puberty or later that they may consider hormone therapy, puberty blockers, or surgery. She fears the new law will lead some to seek alternative forms of care online. The Utah law bars all minors from receiving gender-affirming surgeries and places an indefinite moratorium on kids under 18 receiving puberty blockers or hormone therapy. Supporters of the bill say long-term research in this medical field is lacking. Brownstein's group also wants to see more research, but she says it must be conducted in ways that support transgender youth instead of invalidating them.
1: Get the impression with these stories they hear of, like, I walked in and said, I think I'm male, not female. And someone says, cool, here's your hormones, go home. And I would say the process is nothing like that. It involves psychology, it involves time.
3: Studies have shown that gender-affirming care for youth can reduce emotional distress improve overall well-being, and reduce the risk of suicide. In Utah, civil rights groups have already said they plan to challenge the law in court. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting.
0: Across North America, bug-loving birds can provide millions of dollars worth of free pest control to farmers. Unfortunately, these birds are also dying off. Emma Gibson of the Mountain West News Bureau talked to a researcher about the decline. People have seen flocks of birds on weather radar for decades, but there's been some question about how to use these images for research. Scientists in our region are looking at how these images could document changes in seasonal behavior of swallows and martens over a couple decades. Maria Bellacci of Colorado State University is part of the team.
1: If the climate is changing, they need to change their seasonality. And if they're not doing that, then we have a problem.
0: The team found that the birds' prep time before migrations had changed a little over two days per decade in the Great Lakes region. Balachi says this could mean that their prey won't be available when they need it, leading to a population decline. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Emma Gibson. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, February 7th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7.